everybody. This is Pastor Mark Page again. So glad that you're here with me. Today I'm going to be talking about discovering and developing a God-sized dream in your life. I hope you'll stay tuned. It's time for a word, a word from God. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Mark Page. I'm so excited to be with you today. Um, We're going to be talking, like I mentioned in the introduction, about developing a God-sized dream. I live in America, so I am naturally accustomed to the thoughts and the and the um, actions and the beliefs of of my culture. And what has come to my attention and my heart is broken about is that we have a lot of people living in an American dream or a cultural dream or seeking after money or looking at fame as the end result of their dream and a lot of different things that people are giving their entire lives for. And they're not finding fulfillment because they don't have a God-sized dream. They have a human-sized dream and a um, culture-fueled dream and a truly sad dream. And so I want to look at Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 14 through the end. Here Paul has just... um, said in verse 13, So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my afflictions, for they're for your glory. Um, And he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father. And And I'm praying today that as Paul admonishes us and gives us wisdom and hope, I pray that you would take the words that I'm saying and apply them to your lives. And and that I pray that I would do the same thing. So as Paul names these things he's asking God for on behalf of the church at Ephesus, let our hearts, and I, and I hope you'll join with me, to let God break your heart and to give you a God-sized dream. He says, For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that He may grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through His Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that that surpasses all knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. He's talking about being completely filled to overflowing with the Spirit and the fullness of God. And then he finishes with this verse, these two verses, and this is where I want us to focus in today. Now to him who is able to do above all and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me pray for you real quick, and I'm just going to break this down and just give you a word that I feel like God has given me to speak, and this is for somebody today. So let me pray real quick. Father, I pray that you would give us a God-sized dream. God, that you would give me wisdom in this moment to speak this word to whoever needs to hear it. God, I pray they would hear it, receive it, and then we would be doers of this word, not just hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was thinking about the uh, 
the Disney mentality. There's so much follow your heart. There's so many things that Disney and 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 Hollywood uh, push to even the youngest of kids. And I don't think it's all bad. I love Disney movies. I grew up watching Disney movies, but I was thinking about this um, this scene in Tangled where they're actually in the bar and uh, they're singing the song "I've Got a Dream," and Flynn, I guess is his name, comes on. And he sings, you know, "I've got dreams like you know, really." They're just a lot less touchy feely. I don't want to butcher the song, which I probably would. But um, he ends his dream with surrounded by enormous piles of money, and there's this at the very end of the song. This guy comes out, this crazy looking fellow, and he says, "And by the way, your dream stinks." And so I just I got this image tonight as I was actually washing dishes for my wife. Like our dreams stink. I think we have, have, have as a culture, as an American culture, and even as the church of Jesus Christ and bear with me here. I think that we may, if we're not careful, be guilty of living a man made man fabricated culture driven and even satanically fueled dream. And our end result, our end goal, what we long for in life may not be what God longs for for us. And so I want to challenge you today with this thought. If I'm not careful, and if I don't recognize that God has a plan and a will, specifically and a calling specifically for me, I may live my entire life and I may die having only lived for my own man-made dream, the dream that culture said I should follow. Follow your heart. We hear it. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Maybe it's time for the church to stop following our hearts because our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Above all things, who can know and start to follow our God? And so I want to focus in here on verse 20 on a couple of things he says. Now it says, now to him, that's God, who is able to do above and beyond, Sometimes me of Buzz Lightyear, all this Disney talk, to infinity and beyond. God is able to do above and beyond all that we first ask. Then he goes on and says, think. But first I want to focus there. As we think about our dream, what is your dream? So for just a second, um, ask yourself, like, what is my life goal? What do I dream about? And then ask yourself, what am I actually doing to pursue that dream? Now, two things. If your dream is outside of the scriptural and biblical and spiritual calling that God has for you, you need to get that on track, and I do too. Um, and if your dream is not rooted in, in Scripture and rooted in your relationship with Christ— and it doesn't allow you to be used as a conduit for the Holy Spirit and be used by God to reach people, then maybe it's not the right dream either. But I want to focus in right here on the word ask. What are you asking for today? What are you asking God for today? And are you asking from a heart that's truly broken for what breaks God's heart? He's able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. But what are we asking? Are we asking God for more money? Are we waiting till we're secure to follow what God has for us? Are we walking in faith or are we walking in doubt? 
Here's the thing. The fact that God is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think means that we should be asking for something. And so maybe today our prayer needs to be, God, line my heart up with your heart. And I don't want a dream that stinks. And I don't want a dream that's not your dream. What is God's dream for me? Well, I'll give you God's command for you. And then from there, we can build our dream. This is the problem. We build our dreams before we look at God's commands. And so we can live our whole life wanting to be a uh, fireman. There's nothing wrong with saving lives as a fireman. There's nothing wrong with uh, any, any really, most of the jobs in the world today. There are some jobs you should not do. But I, I would say that for the most part, that's not the issue. It's that that's our end all, be all. That's where we find our identity. Our, our worth is in our work or our worth is in our degree, or our worth is in everything that the world says gives you worth. But we are not finding worth in the dream of God inside of us that He has planted in us when He saved us. So, Or maybe today you didn't even know that God had big plans for you. Joshua says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. And Jesus had a bigger dream, I think, than we ever have had. And I know that this is his heart. His heart is um, that we would go and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that he's commanded us to do. And the promise in that is that he's with us always, even to the end of the age. And it goes on and he says in Luke, or in uh, Acts chapter 1, and you'll receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. These are some God-sized dreams that, that 12 guys would take on all of hell and all of their broken system to bring the gospel to the lost that ended up being available to everyone everywhere and see an international worldwide revolution because of it could only happen because of the God-sized dream that they had. Now, the God-sized dream, here's the thing about a God-sized dream. It's given by God, so it's really your calling, but we're going to call it your God-sized dream. I think God's dream is that we as His children make disciples. And that's simple to say. But sometimes I think we know our calling is to make disciples. And we choose to walk in an earthly system like the Pharisees or even like the Romans, just, you know, God's on the back burner. We choose to walk in an earthly system that does not allow God to work out His calling. And it does not allow us to walk worthy of the calling with which we were called. So whoever you are, wherever you are hearing me today, I want to say two things. One, God loves you and He has a plan for you. Two, it is time for you to ask God, what is your dream for me? What do you want to empower me to do? Who do you want to use me to reach? Who do you want to love on through my life? Who do you want me to share the gospel with and go further with? Who do you want me to disciple? And God, who can I get to disciple me so that I can do a better job of of getting people closer to your heart? God's dream is that all would know Him. The Bible says that 
the Father. He doesn't des- de- desire that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. And if God's dream is that everybody would come to repentance, then it should be our mission because we've been fulfilled to overflowing if we're in Christ with His Holy Spirit. Our mission in life, our dream in life, our ambition, our greatest goal should be to make the dream of the God of angel armies that lives in us both known and to make it happen. Now, we're only able to do that when we recognize, A, we recognize that there is a dream of God. We recognize that this is a real thing, that God really wants us to live this out. This can only happen, B, when we surrender to that calling on our lives. And I and I hear a lot of invitations as a pastor. I, I give a lot of invitations as a pastor. But one thing that I don't think we say enough is that it does not matter if you respond to an invitation for full-time ministry. What matters is if you are a believer, then you are a full-time minister. You are a full-time missionary. You are called. You are sent. There is no other way. You're chosen before the foundation of the world to bring hope and light and the light of the gospel wherever you work, shop, live, play, eat, run, work out, swim. It doesn't matter. Here's the point. God wants to use us to complete and to fulfill His dream. And He actually wants to, as He says early in this passage, give us the strength in our inner being, in our inner man. He wants to cause strength through His Holy Spirit to rise up in His church in such a powerful way that we'd be able to share this message and the dead would come to life. Here's the thing. Sometimes we're so caught up in paying our bills. We're so caught up in our culture's dreams or world stars dreams or instagram's dreams or tiktok's dreams or maybe we're just so distracted by those things or maybe we're in sin because of those things to the point that we have lost sight of what god has called us to do so my question today is what are you asking god to do in your life and if it's to give you more money and to give you more security i promise you this that isn't what god wants for you because that's not where the blessing of god truly is the blessing of god truly is in the brokenness of desperately needing Him. The blessing of God is in obedience. The blessing of God happens when you step out in faith and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, but you're going to do it, and I'm going to act as if it's done. And He will move in your life. So ask Him. Ask Him. And then number two, He says, ask or think. And I would say, think. I, it's like an imagining thing. So just for a moment, wherever you are, whoever you are, I want you to imagine. Think spiritually here. I want you to dream. What is the huge, impossible thing that you wish God would do in your life or you wish God would do through you better I'm not saying I want a Corvette. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying I want a Ferrari. That's not the goal. That's the American dream. That's not God's dream. If God gives you a Corvette, that's fine. But here's the thing. What are we dreaming of? I know that there are babies in other countries on the streets. I One of my dreams is to have an orphanage there that, that'll share the gospel with these babies, these orphans, raise them up and love on them. 
There are orphanages already. But I tell you this, if God gives you the dream to go to Africa or to go to anywhere in this world and and do something for Him, something that you don't think is possible, if He gives you the dream, He will make it possible, but you will miss it if you follow any other dream. We will miss God's dream in the midst of our planning and our need to know every detail. What is your dream? Imagine if money wasn't an issue. What would you do with what would you do with every resource ever? In other words, if you had all the money in the world to do something for Jesus, what would you do? Would it be the orphanage in Africa? Another dream I have is to see abortion ended in the United States of America. You can't do that with money. We can only do that by actually standing up for the lives of the unborn children that are being taken by a corrupt system that we live in. We live in a convenient culture. Everything is convenient. Everything is easy. We don't have to look at the nastiness, and yet we're so captured and we're we're bound up by nastiness. And Maybe it's time that somebody here today that's listening to this podcast, like, what is this guy even talking about? Maybe today we just need to hear this. It's time to repent and to actually walk towards Christ. It's time to realize that we are living in a system. The American dream, is it sucks, as the guy said. Your dream stinks. And here's why I say that. Forgive my language, but it does. The American dream, and I keep referencing that. What I mean by that is this. I want to work really hard in the American capitalist system, which I think is fine. We should do that. I want to save a bunch of money. And so whenever I get to retirement age, I can sit around. I can have my boat. My my grandkids can just come over to the house. I don't have to do anything for the rest of my life. I can play golf. I can do all the things that I want to do. Here's the thing. It's not wrong to do those things. I'm not saying don't ever go out on a boat. What I am saying is our dream, the end of the dream for so many people is to just have enough money to live. And to retreat into that money and into those riches and into that place of, I don't need you. I don't need anything. I don't even need God. But here's what I would say. Our dream has got to get bigger than the American dream. Need to breathe has a line. It says, money and fame will bring a man to shame. There ain't no doubt about it. If you look at the Hollywood culture, you probably won't even find one person who's actually had a successful marriage as an actor or an actress. You probably won't find one um, solid, one figure that hasn't fallen morally. Sadly, even in the church, we're seeing this again and again and again. And here's why I think that we, in our flesh, let's just get right down to it, We like the idea of a dream that glorifies us. We are weak in our flesh. But I'll tell you this, Jesus Christ doesn't want to glorify us. He doesn't want us to get glory. He wants to use us to give Him glory. And that's why this says, 
Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, he does this work inside of us through his Spirit. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me just let me just give you the God-sized dream. This is what we should be focused on. I believe this with all of my heart. This is where I believe God is. This is what God gave me to say to you today. That you have a mission. And you have been chosen to bring glory to God the Father with your life. That glory will be seen in the church and it will be seen in Christ Jesus. And here's who it's for. Here's the deal. Your dream is that the next generation and the next generation and the next generation will know Christ. They'll know the fellowship of His sufferings. They'll know the victory and the power of His resurrection that we will be a church that's set on fire because our dream got bigger than what the world said it should be because our dream got bigger than what society said it should be because our system is broken. And let me tell you, if you trust this system, you will not In the end of your life, you will look back and be miserable. There's only one way that we find true peace and true joy. That's to get a God-sized dream, and the dream has to be to bring glory to Jesus. And I'll say one more thing. As we ask God, and we imagine, we dream, we think, We think on what we should do with our lives and we ask Him what we should do and we ask Him how we should dream and we, th- we think of ways to try to bring glory to Him and, we, and we, we start to live our lives and to become a disciple of Jesus Christ and to make disciples that make disciples and we see this model and this the power of God really will start to fall on your life. You'll start to see people changed forever and you'll be changed forever. I want you to think about this. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're higher. They're greater. Pastor Robert Morris said, Pastor Robert Morris of Gateway Church, he said this in a sermon we just were listening to this week. He said, um, nothing has ever occurred to God. In other words, and he also went on, he said, uh, God has never said, oh, my self. You know what I just thought of? The point is this. God knows your heart. He knows your dreams. He knows you from the inside out. He knows every hair on your head. So don't you think that He will provide for the dream that He Himself has put in your heart? And so my challenge to you is to realize that the way God makes the dream that he has put in your heart come alive in your life is not going to look like society will say it should look. It, it will be supernatural. It will have to be. And that's what the faith-filled life is all about. It's living by faith. We are walking, literally, by faith, not by sight. What you see is not dictate what God can do. In fact, if you could see it beforehand, you'd be like God, but we can't. That's why we need him. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is above and beyond. He can do above and beyond what you can ask or think. So I would say this, ask for big things. 
and and beg God for big things. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. That's a promise of Jesus. If you start to ask God for big things and you start to repent, we know that the way that we truly walk into this in our lives is we repent. If we will humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face, turn from our sin, He'll heal, he'll hear from heaven, heal our land, forgive our sin. So ask for big things, for a move of God. And I truly believe this will start a movement. If we get a God-sized dream, it'll start a movement. And then imagine, here's the thing, dream about it. Dream about what it would look like if your whole city, wherever you live, was radically saved. What would it look like? I live in Rutland, Vermont now. What would it look like if all of Rutland, Vermont, came to know Christ. It would spread like wildfire. A movement would happen. And I believe that we are going to see a movement of God in America. It's this harvest is going to come at the and then Jesus will come back. And so what I'm begging you today to do is simply just stop in your tracks and say, am I actually walking towards God and His dream for my life? Or am I chasing an ambition that will only end in me having money and not having done anything for the kingdom of God? And you can be a really good person and you can do a lot of really good things and still miss the total and complete joy of walking in the dream that God has put in your heart. So let's ask for the dream. Let's imagine and let's be let's just let's just dream big. Because we have a big God who is strong, he is mighty, he is mighty to save and if you're if you're listening to me today and you really don't know why because you don't even believe in Jesus, let me just challenge you today. He is calling and He loves you, and He desires that you step into relationship with Him, and you do that by faith. You believe for by grace. It's grace. We can't earn it. We're sinners. God's holy. But by grace are we saved. Through faith, that's believing in God, that not of ourselves, it is God's gift. Not of works, or we'd brag about it. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. There's confession that's saying, Jesus, I want you to be king of my life. And I'm asking you to be king of my life. You give Him the reins of your life. You hand Him the blank check of your life and you say, use me. Maybe for the person that is a believer that's listening to this, you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I would challenge you. This word from God, the word from God for us tonight is this. Don't let your little dreams that you dream up in this life become more important to you than the dream that God has for your life. And I know a few things. I know that if you are a disciple, He has called you to make disciples. I know if you ask Him, for the power of His Spirit, that He's a good Father and He gives good gifts. I know that Jesus said this, if you being earthly fathers or bad fathers give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask Him? So if nothing else today, ask Jesus to pour out His Spirit and His anointing on you. He would give you even a double portion of anointing. I mean, I'm asking God, Lord, I want all all that you will give me so that I can better serve you. And then no matter what, let me just just say this, this one little plug here. Be watchful. 
because the enemy will try to get you to a place where you create your own dream and you stamp Jesus on a dream that isn't of God. If it's about you or your wealth or your fame or your prestige or your influence or your money or anything that has to glor- that glorifies you and glorifies your lifestyle, I can probably tell you it's not of God. But if your lifestyle, if it is being if it's using money, if whatever the thing is to glorify your Father in heaven and to give Him praise and to, and to give Him adoration and to see His name made famous, that is the kind of dream that I believe God wants. And you can do that wherever you work. You can do that wherever you play, wherever you work out. You can do that at the rec center or in the COVID season. You can do that even on social media. My challenge to everyone that hears this this podcast today is this. Surrender to the dream of God in your life and He will not disappoint you. In fact, I believe somebody that's hearing this will be radically changed by the hope of knowing that there's actually a bigger and a better dream than what this world tells me there is. Because honestly, what the world's dream promises is just for now. And at the end of it all, here's the deal. It's all going to burn. It's all going to be gone. We're going to lose it all. The only thing that we will not lose at death is what we've done for Christ. So, church, I challenge you. Person that doesn't know Jesus, I challenge you. There is a God in heaven. His name is Yahweh. He sent His Son, Jesus, to be our advocate. It's time that we started living like Jesus is really living in us. So, let's get strong. Let's step out. And let's get a God-sized dream. Let's ask for it. Let's dream about it. Let's imagine. Let's think. Let's trust God to do the impossible to make that dream become a reality. He will do it. Let it be so. Have a blessed day.